check, check, mic check. Presented by and by on FMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Fly Racing, designing its racewear to complement a rider's natural movements on the bike. No unnecessary distraction, straightforward function, fit, and style. Fly Racing distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. 2016 Fly Stuff out now. Riders are wearing it. I think it's available for sale. It's on the website, flyracing.com. Great stuff. Some really cool designs. Some really cool uh, colors. So check it out, flyracing.com. NFAB, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories from NFAB. NFAB sponsors the uh, JGR Yamaha team of Barsha, Pike, and Nicoletti, as well as the Randy Hawkins off-road team, n-fab.com. Great guys, Jeep, truck, or SUV parts. Check them out. If you want a discount from NFAB, email me using the contact form on pulpamex.com and we can make it happen. All right, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Let's talk some Unadilla. That's right. Three rounds left in the uh, 2015 Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships. Lots to talk about. Unadilla, we had a week off. Three more to wrap up. Three weeks straight in a row. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. What's on your mind? Tell us. And we're giving away a Fly Racing Roller Grande gear bag. Just to a random caller. Somebody asked a good question or whatever. Appreciate you guys listening. I'm Steve Mathis with you, uh, with me taking calls, producing the show, holding things down. Popping the champagne soon on Ryan Dungey's third 450 motocross title. The Tis Legendary. I actually just ordered uh, the championship hats and shirts. You did? I did. Yeah, 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 I said, did. you know, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Nah, it's fine. Just do it, bro. Yeah, no, do no it. No big deal. Uh, this week in Unadilla, though, could be a little worrisome for your guy, uh, Ryan Dungey, Justin Barsha, hometown guy, rides Unadilla well. What's your definition of worrisome? Like, I, I'm not you, worried well, about it. He can get beat. Like, he well, can get beat. You don't have to win them all. Your guy got lucky at Washugo. Yeah, he, he got lucky at Washugo. Barsha <laughs> yeah, made a ma- late mistake. <laughs> I I really enjoyed watching Barsha go crazy balls the next lap yeah. and just almost killed himself. Did you enjoy uh, my interview with Ryan Dungey after the race? Very much so. Yeah, I figured every, you would. every week I look and I, I re- re- refresh the you know my podcast mm-hmm. feed and I saw it and I said Dungey. I said yes. He's uh he's he's hard to nail down. He doesn't like to do a lot of interviews outside of the press conference. So he's. So each week, yeah. school me and the rest of your listeners, when you are going through, do you ever see him and then you ever just give him the head nod and just like keep on walking or do you try and get him every week or is it just kind of like, If I see him, I, first of all, I don't go to the press conferences. I'm busy right. getting yes. other guys. So I don't go to the press conferences. You don't learn a whole lot there. I figure what I can figure I can do is go around, get the stories from the guys around the pits then hit them, hit the dudes coming out of the press conference and get the interviews then, the guys who did top three in both classes. If you do the press conferences, you miss a lot of the guys that aren't in the top three because they leave. Because there's no reason for them to stay. Right. So, that's my move. Hit everybody up, gather some goggles, then hit the guys coming out of the press conference. Now, Roxon lately has been leaving the press conference and running to his motorhome as fast as he can. <laughs> Literally yes, running? disappearing. Does not want to talk. Not Are they a still sh- in his gear? Or, or is it, do they have time to go? No, no, he's changed. Up? Yeah, they're all oh, changed. okay. Dunge, I asked him a couple times. He said no. And other than that, I haven't seen him. I usually don't see him. 90% okay. of the time, I don't see him. Okay. We don't cross paths. I go and see Marvin's. Marvin? Marvin will hang out for hours. Mm-hmm. He is chilling out by the truck, signing everything, and having extended conversations with every fan that comes up. 702-586-7857. We've got a few lines open. Fly rates and Moto 60 show. Dunge is elusive. Roxon's a little elusive if he's not winning. Like like a lot of these guys are. Is there anyone? It seems really weird to me that you would be like, "Hey, can I get an interview?" He's like, "Eh, I'm all right." 
Yeah. Is that kind of how it is? Yeah, that, ha- that happens. And if you talk to the trans world guys or, uh-huh. or the other media guys, that happens like, to them too. Okay. Where so it's got- not nothing personal then. Well, it could be. Could be. <laughs> I, I don't know. Everyone. You know, I mean, if you had a bad day or, sure. you know, I know after Glenn Helen, when Dungey's bike uh, oh, didn't yeah. work, he yeah, said, yeah. no, I don't want to do an interview. And I'm like, all right. Does anyone else do that to you? Um, Yeah, I've had guys do that. Yeah. Yeah, I've had guys do it. Um, okay. Brayton. Great, mm, nice guy, Brayden. Wow, just was uh, not feeling it. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe crashed, had a bad motor, and said, "Hey, can we skip it?" No problem. Sure. These guys don't owe me anything. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm fine with it. They owe it to their fans. Well, yeah. their public we, figure. We pay their salary. <laughs> That's nothing is worse than the fans that say that. You're only making money because I'm here. That's like that's good. that's terrible. I mean, in a roundabout way, they're right, but still. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not it's not a nice way to do it. All right, let's get let's get Jason Thomas up. We'll get to some calls here. Jason Thomas will uh, help us break down Unadilla. One thing about Unadilla is that uh, a little exciting, a little different, a little exciting. We have uh, Justin Bogle coming in on the Geico Honda 450. He's riding Eli Tomax bike. Bogle's normally a 250 guy, but for this weekend, he uh, he's moving to 450s next year. So this weekend, he's jumping on the 450, riding that bike. Uh, Sean Simpson's coming over from the from the UK, just coming off a GP win in Lomo, which is awesome. And um, so, uh, Lomo Lomo uh, winner Sean Simpson is coming in. He's going to ride a KTM, I believe, under the BTO truck, uh, pretty much a factory KTM. They're building them one, and he's going to come in. So interesting to get a Euro guy coming in and see how he's going to do. Dean Wilson. Is uh, is coming? Dean Wilson's back. Remember Dean Wilson broke blew his knee out maybe round three or four of Supercross, and uh, he's back finally for Unadilla. So Dean will be in the 450 motocross class uh, racing that. So that's exciting. We've got three guys coming in the 450 class that uh, sh- could shake things up a little bit. I don't think any of those guys will make the podium, but I think that they'll be there. They'll be in the mix. They'll be top ten guys. And uh, then the 250 class, of course, uh, the Cooper. Marvin and Jeremy show probably will march on at Unadilla. I don't see any reason why not. And there could be one wild card in the 50 class that could get into the mix of the uh, of the top three. And of course, Kennard is back, also um, coming off a so-so debut after being off for a long time. Fly race and Moto 60 show presented by Infab. Let's get our first guest on the line, Jason Thomas. What's up, bro? Oh, nothing much. You uh, you ready to go to Unadilla or what? Oh, Unadilla, my favorite race. Can't wait. Just, on. just incredible. Just awesome. I figured you're excited. Yeah, yeah, really. Right. The one thing about it is, uh, I got to take a, uh, I got to take a red eye because I've been jacked so many times there, uh, getting there that uh, I just mm-hmm. don't even bother anymore. I just take a red eye because I, I've been, I've gotten stuck in Newark. I've gotten stuck in Wilkes-Barre. I've gotten stuck, um, you know, missing a connection or whatever. So I just take a red eye, man. Let's yeah, you want me to fill you in on why, or should I just let it go? What do you mean? Oh, United. United. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, I think Max does, too, the fly racing gear guy, right? He goes in early, too, because he's had travel no. issues. Yeah, he goes in early, but just because the uh, tickets are really expensive. Oh, he, no, that's not what he told me, JT. He told me he has a lot of travel issues getting into Dilla, so. And I just talked to him because he left yesterday, so I just talked to him right before he left. Yeah. He said tickets are really expensive, so. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's one of those races, man. It's it's tough to get to if you're on the West Coast because it's a small yeah, I paid, airport. I think I paid 900 bucks last year to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine's mine's probably somewhere around there. It's uh, it's silly. Um, anyways, so look, it, it, it's it's way out there in the morning. It's it's a historic track. It's a pain in the ass to get to. Pain in the ass in the morning to get to. But besides all that, let's talk about the good things. Um, this track has come a long way in the last three or four years from where it used to be. Now, back in the USGP days, it was grass when they went out there. It was terrific, and uh, it was a great, great track and uh, a great place. But um, it kind of went into disrepair a little bit with rocks, and uh, they held races on it, and it just wasn't very good for a number of years. The first time I showed up there, I was like, oh, Unadilla, wow. But look, uh, like I said, four or five years now, it's been coming around. It has. I think uh, 2012 was the first year I really noticed it. Um, but, you know, they've made an effort to bring dirt back in and kind of try to restore the, you know, the great things that, you know, kind of gained its reputation for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they still have a ways to go to get there. Uh, but it is nice to see an effort because I, I do, you know, I can agree my first year there was 97. 
Uh, I'm assuming yours was 96 and uh, just wasn't much to look at or ride. So No, no. Uh, you know, I'd, I went there with high hopes because, you know, grew up hearing about Unidil and watching old videos of it, and then I'd show up, and it's just this, you know, <laughs> rocky kind of like the yeah. – know surface of the moon almost yeah it's better now they've they've sifted a lot of those rocks out they made some changes it to is the better. track yeah yeah um it's fast isn't it it's a fast track it's fast yeah but it i think it's uh it's slowed down some they've added some switchbacks here and there and and you know the the layout's really changed quite a bit um over the the last few years um you know that section where uh Bungie, Dungie and Barsha got together you know that's all new with the big tabletop there and they yeah. kind of come back left where uh into those rollers where bernard you know uh broke his leg a few years ago yeah uh we don't go up that hill anymore just I, past I like there that. i like that hill didn't you yeah that's where my bike uh blew apart coming down that thing <laughs> right. um, but I, I always thought it was cool like horsepower hill there yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, trying to set people up going up the hill mm-hmm. um yeah and just uh some of the sections have kind of changed so you know we used to come off the sky shot and just go hauling butt into that uphill sweeper yeah. like a million miles an hour right um, and, and you would drift you know, wide. Hey, you would drift wide. The mechanics area used to mechanics, be there. Yeah, yeah. mechanics <laughs> used to be there. <laughs> uh, so now they have that double where we've seen some pretty big get-offs too, like people just flipping over the bar. So yeah, um, that, it has changed. I mean, it's still Unadilla, but it has had yeah. some variation now. The uh, the screw you uh, down the hill, turn and make a left, come right back up. Um, mm-hmm. What's that like to, to ride? Like it's a, it's a legendary uh, part of the track. It's a legendary obstacle. Yeah, it's fun. I think going down is really fun. The only time I've ever felt a little sketchy coming up is uh, late in the afternoon, the shadow, um, the sun kind of gets overshadowed right there, mm-hmm. and uh, you really can't see the ruts. It gets really, really tough to pick out a rut uh, coming up the hill. So um, other than that, like in practice and, and midday, it's it's awesome. It's really, really fun and, and unique, um, mm-hmm. a unique obstacle when we kind of do the same thing over and over. Uh, just that late, those last, you know, maybe that last motor, last few laps, you can't really see where you're going. It gets a little sketchy. The uh, And the sky shot is big, right? Like, it's a big jump. It is, but it's safe, you know, and that, that's the cool thing is, you know, I don't think anybody on the, on the you know, at this level minds big jumps. You know, we're right. plenty capable of executing a big jump. As long but, as they're safe. Yeah, when it's dangerous and you're, you know, these guys are tired. You know, they're hot and tired and not. Mm-hmm necessarily you know at 100 percent, both mentally and physically mm-hmm. waiting in the last few laps it gets a little dangerous but you right. know that jump is safe there's plenty of room to land um you really have to make a big mistake to have an issue there okay let's get into um the classes a little bit here so like i said off the top we got some spice got some excitement dean wilson's coming back justin bogle on a geico 450 and sean simpson who won lomo just last weekend Let's take them one by one. Dean Wilson, what do you think? What do you expect to see? Well, you know, I think Dean is going to be crazy excited to get back out there. Um, I think, you know, so much anticipation and just, uh, you know, it's been a lot of frustration and angst for him the past couple of years, really. Uh, so I'm just hoping he takes it slow and lets the race come to him mm-hmm. uh, because I think he's going to be probably pump up. You know, he's, he's had a history of pumping up, and I don't think his first race back is going to be a – ideal scenario to not pump up mm-hmm. uh so just you know don't make any big mistakes get out there and get uh get some race time back you know that's the biggest thing it's the guy hasn't raced much in a long time so right uh, just get some motos in forget about the results you know ride as hard as you can but don't put so much emphasis on the result you have another year under contract nothing really to worry about on that end you know all your deals are done just just get some damn laps in you know in a race condition i think that's the biggest should be the biggest focus where do you have Matt? What do you think? I think uh, somewhere, you know, what we've seen out of Shorty, somewhere in that 12 to 14, right. um, which he would probably not be stoked on if I told him that, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what I see. Um, you know, he may run up front at time, you know, for a little bit before them, but I, I do see him maybe battling his arm pump issues and, and dropping back a bit, but he's certainly capable of being just outside that top 10, mm-hmm. I, I think, right away. Justin Bogle. Riding the uh, Works uh, Factory 450 Honda, so yep. What do you think? Yep, uh, I think he should do pretty well. You know, I'm not 100 percent up to speed on where he is at, on his uh, being 100 percent up to speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there are some questions for us to have answered. Um, you know, he probably knows a lot more than we do where he stands. Right. But it would be the same kind of thing. Get in there, um, you know, sort out where you are in this field because he's never raced against most of these guys uh, on any kind of consistent level. 
Uh, and then just, you know, I think he'll get a good start. He's a, he's a great starter, so he'll probably find himself near the front uh, in at least one moto and just learn, uh, find the pace, see where you fit in, um, and then just get, you know, try to get a good mm-hmm. result. Um, I think he's he's p- capable of getting a top 10. Uh, and the only reason I would put him ahead of Dino is just because he raced, you know, he raced Supercross and he's it raced, hasn't been all ra- that long. He's raced a lot more than there. Dean in the last two years. Yeah, absolutely. Two absolutely. years. Uh, Sean Simpson. Uh, we've seen Euros come over before, uh, DeSalle and, uh, and Stribos and, uh, of course, Everett's uh, a long time ago. Um, but uh, what do you think he's at? I think, first off, I think it's really cool that he's, you know, willing to jump jump in here mid-series and, and go racing. I, I love to see yeah, that. It's, it's ballsy, it right? Ton of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just adds a ton of parity to the series, and it's just cool, you know, because he has really nothing to gain. Um, so, you know, obviously, if he went out and did really well, really well, maybe he could get a ride. But I think he's just doing it just to do it more mm-hmm. than anything. So, um, I love to see that. And uh, but as far as his results, I think he'll be a top ten guy. Uh, it would be interesting if it was going into like a Southwick event. Him coming off of a one-one at Lomo would, yeah. you know, uh, fare pretty well for him. But um, you know, he's a he's a British guy, so I'm sure he's ridden on this type of surface a lot uh, because it's a lot of hard pack in, in England and, and rocky in certain places it's rocky mm-hmm. uh, so I think he'll fit in with the track um, it's it's a fairly easy track to learn you know the obstacles are, are pretty simple uh, and the track's pretty flowy so you kind of right. sort that out pretty easily um, there's just not a lot to to learn on that and there's a ton of uh, you can see really far ahead so it's it's not hard to figure out where to go yeah, or the lines or any of that yeah it's not a tough so, track you know what I mean no it's well not, you know it is a tough track but it's not but, tough to learn yeah you know, to, to, to figure out right out, so. um, now uh, he's going to be with the BTO guys from what I understand I honestly don't know I uh, guess okay. I, I don't know that's, that's what I heard me. yeah I heard he was yeah, going to be yeah, on, a would, K- on a KTM cool. bike but with those guys you know obviously okay yeah that, that's cool um, um, where do you think he can be, finish I, I said on Twitter today 9-8 I think that that's uh, somewhere where I would look for him to be yeah, it'll be interesting because I think, you know, he's had some inconsistency this year. Like, he's, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, like six DNF type finishes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be tougher for him in a new series on a basically a different bike. You know, it'd be close, but yeah. um, just a completely different track, different series, different guys, different jet bike, lag. different everything. Jet lag coming yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he's going to be dealing with issues that he hasn't been. Uh, so I don't really see him just coming out and nailing that consistency, nor in his, nor is he in a points paying deal where he's just got to, you know, yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Um, so I would see maybe one good moto, one bad. So maybe like, a, you know, maybe like, 30, you know, 37 or something like that, like 31.7 or 7.31. I don't think it's going to go just perfectly well both motos his first time out there. Okay. All right. Uh, Hey, big news this week with Davey Millsap signing on the BTO team. And to to ask you about that is Zach. Zach, what's going on, man? Zach, you there? All right. Zach's gone or he's in a helicopter in Nam. One of the two. <laughs> um, Zach wanted to ask you about Millsaps um, being on the on the BTO team. What do you think of that signing? I think it's cool. You know, I think uh, I think it suits both of their needs. Um, you know, Forrest is for sure looking for just more guys in the top ten, and obviously he wants a guy that uh, can win a race. Um, I think that was his hopes for for Justin Brayton this season, and, and that didn't pan out for a lot of reasons. You know, injuries being the the major factor there. Uh, but you know that's Forrest's dream. He wants to get guys on the podium and win races, and and obviously that increases value for his team. Uh, and then for Davy's side, you know, he's looking for an opportunity. Uh, obviously, we, we've, you know, beat it to death with the Kawasaki situation and that going poorly. Uh, but for right now, I don't think he has a ton of opportunities where he can get on a factory bike. Uh, I mean, if you look good on the list of, you know, there's really no other team out there, maybe uh, yeah. Husky or somebody that would put him on a factory machine. Uh, this seems like his best opportunity to have the equipment that will, you know, basically mm-hmm. let him let him be on the podium. Really, if you broke it down and and you know we talked about Millsaps and coming back on a privateer Suzuki and having to rebuild himself and prove himself when you thought about where Davy Millsaps could go in 2016 now I didn't know Forrest was going to add a rider you know mm-hmm. but geez there was no spots where a where a quality bike a a A plus bike was waiting for him like there, if it wasn't this if it wasn't this it wasn't anything right right <laughs> really? and, and I knew that right. Forrest was looking I knew Forrest was looking at doing a third guy but I knew he needed uh, I, he needed some things to fall in place. He needed more sponsorship money, you know, somebody to bring some money with him. Yeah, it looks like um, that new sponsor is maybe brought by Davey. It's a floor yeah, company think, or something. Yeah, I think they're tied in together, which yeah. I think that was was basically how Davey was going to go racing this summer mm-hmm. uh, was with that, their help. So, 
Um, on a lot of those fronts, it all kind of all the pieces fell into place. You know, Forrest needed money, but he had the rest of the pieces of the equation. Yeah. And Davey had some money to bring, but he needed all of the pieces that Forrest had. So yeah, uh, it was kind of a perfect fit. Going to be interesting to see how he how he can do. There, this is uh, you know, this is the lowest point Davey's been at probably for a while. I mean, like you know, like I said, he's he's raced. Uh, I think I was telling you, twelve races or something out of you know seventy. That, that you know he missed all of 2013 outdoors, all of 2014 period, and ex- everything except 2015 except for like 12 supercosses. So it's uh yeah, which uh, which time. would you say is more shocking? Uh, sorry to me to cut you off there. Uh, which would you say is more shocking that Kawasaki made him their number one last year with the departure of Villapoto or this signing to BTO KTM? Mm, that's a good question. They're both pretty shocking to me. When, when yeah, I was pretty amazed when, at Cowie. That was their yeah. Know, we're going with Davey as our one. You yeah. know, after so many years of winning. Yeah, you know. and you know right. Reed Nordine, the man who who definitely helped shape that choice, is no longer there. And I wonder, you know, how much that had to do with it. Um, the you know Davey was sick. He said he had Epstein Barr mm-hmm. virus, um, so that affected it a little bit. But I do wonder, like a in you know maybe our sports getting a little more. Like a mainstream sport where a coach and general manager, uh, you know, in this case, Reed Nardine would be the general manager, uh, gets gets canned for, you know, making the wrong choice. I don't know. It's just something to talk about, though. I don't really know what exactly happened with Reed Nardine, but it was really weird to sign Davey to be your number one guy, And but I guess there wasn't really anybody else out there, you know, who who would, who, who could have been another choice. I don't know. Right. I, and I think they knew this was a temporary move with Tomac uh-huh. coming. Yeah. Uh, but still, man, if you you come off four straight Supercross titles and then you go in with, and that's not a slight of Davy, but you know a guy who hasn't raced in a year, mm-hmm. that's yeah. tough, man. That's oh, yeah, a tough yeah. uh, transition. Right. Um, I I was uh, I, I I don't know which one's more shocking. They're both shocking. I, I you know we <laughs> were on a group text there, and I when I heard this news drop, I'm like, what? Well, first of all, I didn't know Force was looking to add another guy, and right. it t- sounds like Davy's ride is tied in with the sponsorship that he brought to the team. But even still. It's another mechanic salary. It's another expenses. It's all that for Forrest Butler and the and the KT and the BTO guys. But um, yeah, look if uh, I mean, you know, I think and also too like there was a lot of talk about Millsaps not liking the KTM. Now he told me over and over that he liked it. I kept hearing from people close to him differently. I can only go on yeah. what he told me that he liked it. And this is a different, quite a bit different bike. But I think we can put that. He hated the KTM. He was purposely staying off of it. With the Rockstar guys, I think we can put that theory to bed. Yeah, and I, I obviously got yelled at for some things I wrote last year uh, about the Rockstar KTM whole situation uh, and my reasons as to why he wasn't racing, uh, which we don't need to go into again. Um, I don't want to yell that again. But uh, I do why feel not? the bike is quite right. a bit different. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I don't think you can really say because it's basically like saying you know I loved my 2008 Honda and I absolutely despised my 2009. So yeah, um, and they're completely different bikes and, and my opinion of a Honda would be completely different depending yeah. on which model you're talking about. So. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's I guess it's a pretty big jump between bikes. It was pretty. Well, different. and I don't yeah. think that I don't think the KTM was nowhere anywhere near as bad as I felt about the 09, But they were significantly different, and the you know the KTM's are significantly different. Mm-hmm. You know, in fifteen and sixteen. All right, let's get into the Unadilla 450 class on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We still some uh, have some lines open. We're giving away a Fly Racing Roller Grande gear bag, which Tits, by the way, JT Tits endorses this gear bag a hundred percent. So. I have one myself. Yeah, no, it's very, very important that Tiss endorses this, and he does. Well, yeah, it's a great. I mean, it's a hundred twenty-five dollar gear bag. So I, you know, I get told all the time by dealers that for what you're paying for your money, it's a, it's a great bag, and it's it's the bag I use to travel all the time. Has, so. has Tiss hit you up about where it's made and the quality of stitching and things like that, or has that been? He has not. Okay, but wouldn't right. put it past him. All right, yeah, exactly. I'll be I'll be looking for the text soon. So. Uh, the one look, Barsha Dungey again, right? Uh, is this the weekend Roxon turns it around, or I feel like Roxon is just counting these things down? I look for another Dungey Barsha battle. I really felt that way uh, going into Washougal. I was like, man, Roxon's just riding this thing out. Um, he probably is crossing off the days on his calendar like Dungey did for his Supercross intro video as to when the mm, season yeah, ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but man, he looked a little bit different at Washougal. Uh, and I know he spoke on the podium and on TV after the the race about saying he was pretty motivated after that race that, mm-hmm. you know, he could get in the mix again. 
So we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I was dead set that this thing was over for him, and he couldn't, you know, get out of this season any sooner. But right. that that gave me a little ray of hope on the rocks in front that he's going to, you know, get after this thing. And you know, Unadilla is a good track for him to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily a great track for Dungey. He's never really excelled at this track. Uh, but I, you know, I think he's going to have some stiff competition because Trey Kennard is only going to get better. Uh, I think you'll see a, a much better Trey Kennard in the races that, than you saw at Washougal. Mm-hmm. I think Christopher Sell will be really good at Unadilla. He always has been, uh, and he's coming off a great race himself. Uh, so I think it's going to be tougher, you know, tougher than easier um, to, to get back into this basically well, race-win battle because Barsha Barsha's damn good at Unadilla. So yeah. he's got he's got his work cut out if he wants to improve on on Washougal. The one thing about Kenny, and you're right, he he was better at Washougal and he stuck it in there. But about halfway, what started happening? They started yep. gapping him, and to me, that it kind of boils down to a fitness thing, which the RCH guys are sort of whispering about, like, hey, look at his fitness. It started at Millville, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he split with Alden Baker and all that. So while he was friskier quote-unquote, my trademark phrase, um, he still got tired. I, or I think, I think that, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine that second half of that moto, um, that was the reason why he lost his, his all those seconds. So until he yeah, fixes I, that, I agree. Yeah, until he fixes that, I, mean, I don't know how it's going to work, no matter how good right. he feels, you know? Right. The riding was better. He was the pole, you know, he was on the pole, mm-hmm. the fastest qualifier. Uh, and then he was in the mix, but you're right. I mean, the second half of the moto... Uh, I know, you know, I've been harping on this Alden Baker thing all year, and and that's fine. I, people get disagree, and I'm right. not on the inside of the situation. But from the outside, I think, you know, I think there's something to it. I really do. I, I'm not as sold as you. Like you're, I, I, you're I understand. Yeah, that. you're like that's the worst mistake he's ever made in his life. Um, <laughs> it's up there, I, right? It's up there. I get it, um, but I'm not as you know. I don't feel as strong as you. But I, hey, there is no doubt that. Uh, the split away, he has not been the same guy. And and all of his people can point to the injuries or the bikes or the team, and the team can point to this and that, but that, that's the bottom line. So um, that's the guy I want to talk to. You You mentioned Porcel. He won last year on the, in the uh, 250 class. He rides Unadilla well. We all know that. I mean, realistically, can he beat Dungy or Barsha this weekend? Like, the, I would never ask this question if it was any track but Unadilla. Can he, can he beat those guys? Can he win? Can he straight up beat one of them and get into the top two? I think he can. I think he can, but I think he won't because I think what he would need to do is get a hole shot and, and get a little gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just don't see that happening with the way that Dungy and Barsha have been starting. Their their starts have been just so spot on, especially Barsha. Mm-hmm. And this is Barsha's home track. He's always done well here. Even you know his first year when he was, like just jumped into the 450 class like halfway or whatever he did. Um, I just don't think that he's got the the pace over 35 minutes to beat those two right now. Mm-hmm. I think he certainly can be on the podium, and I certainly think he can lead laps, but I just don't think he can maintain that sprint intensity that it's going to need to win. And, and right. Barsha has barely been able to do it. I mean, you look at the races he won, like Redbud, and it was everything he had. I mean, Dungey was coming on so strong at the end, mm-hmm. and Barsha was just figuring out how to maintain that. I just don't see that really from Purcell on a fitness level to, to keep that intensity there. Okay, I'll drop it down. Can he beat Roxon? Yes, he can, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. can he beat yeah. Trey? That's the interesting one for me. Uh, it'll really depend on where how much improvement Trey shows because I do think Trey's faster than Kristoff, mm-hmm. uh, but Trey's got to eliminate mistakes. You know, he, he crashed at least once in both motos at Washougal. But it was muddy and, and slippery and shit. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But those other guys weren't crashing. Okay. So, He's got to take that out of his game, and then he's got to get good starts. And uh, then it's just a confidence thing because we saw what he did last year at Unadilla. He was, uh, he was really, really strong there. Yeah. Um, so I think he can, but I think Purcell probably has just the upper hand still maybe for another week or two as far as uh, Trey getting his race legs back. I was a little underwhelmed by Trey's return to Washougal. I know the conditions were shitty, but I have a ton of respect for Trey and him hitting the ground, I shouldn't say this, hitting the ground running, but you know what I mean? He He's come back, and he has uh, he's shown that he's, he can get at the speed right away, win races right away, take no adaption time. So having seen that, I was a little underwhelmed by his Washougal ride, although he was up there in one moto. 
uh, before falling. What did you take from his comeback? And, and obviously, you think he'll be stronger this weekend. Yeah, I was I was encouraged to see his practice last time. You know, he was second in both practices, so mm-hmm. I think that speaks volume as volumes as to you know he it won't take him long because the speed is there. Um, I don't think it was a fitness problem per se. I just think he needs to get a little bit more comfortable in race situations, and mm-hmm. um, I think he you know got a, went a long way towards that at Washougal. I think he was also a little cautious uh, after you know we spoke with Jimmy Albertson on the Pulp Show. Uh, I think he was a, a little cautious after his crashes as, you know, trying to not take a step back. Yeah. Um, but I think at Unadilla, a race he won last year, uh, I think he'll have more confidence. I think the weather will be more cooperative to allowing him to kind of, you know, push the edge a, little, yeah. a bit more. Uh, so I think, you know, yeah. if the starts are there, which are going to be a huge part of it, I expect him to run at the front. I have him, uh, I have him picked in third place overall for the weekend so i obviously think that he'll be much better remember folks this is the race last year he switched the kyb air stuff he went 4-1 won the second moto went 4-1 second overall to dunge so this was where trey canard's season totally turned around last year so he's got to be that's got to be a little bit of uh positive for him so well for sure i think it's it's a mental thing he knows you know how he rode there last year he knows you know just positive vibes going back in there and, uh, you know, the, the, he, I mean, he was second in both practices at Washougal, so it's not like he had a ton of yeah. real ground to make up or figure out how to go fast again or any of that. Um, I just think it was a, uh, just a tough weekend and probably a, one where he kind of was like, all right, well, we've got that out of the way. It's, it's time to get after it now. So, um, I, like I said, I expect right. to see a totally different tray than we saw at Washougal uh, once the motos get going. Uh, last year, Dungy first, Kennard, Tomac, Roxon, top four. That's what we saw. Wow. The, Canard's addition was pretty surprising because he hadn't been right. there, but but basically that was the top four big dogs. Guess who got fifth last year? Unadilla. Tickle? No, Justin Brayton with a six seven oh, wow. on the JGR bike. So nice. Maybe this is a weekend where we can see Brayton turn it around a little bit. Uh, hasn't been a great summer form. He's never an outdoor specialist, but you know even on a track like Millville where he usually does good, he, he crashed and couldn't couldn't ride both motos. So. Uh, Pike was 10-5, and Nicoletti, who's strong at Unadilla, and I remember he got tired last year, but he was up front in both motos. He went 7-9. I would look for Phil okay. to, to, to be good again this weekend. Phil will be solidly inside the top seven both motos, in my opinion. Yeah. What about Brayton? Can he get back up there? I mean, it's been tough, but... I don't, I don't necessarily... I don't see a fifth. I don't. I right. think uh, with, the, with the guys coming in... Uh, Trey's resurgence. I, I just don't see it. I think there's too much, uh, too big of a gap from mm-hmm. where he's been finishing to where those right. guys are. Uh, but, you know, a solid top 10 would be good. Something right. like 7 8, he could do. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, Zach's got a question. Zach, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, you got a question about Trey Kennard? Yeah, well, you kind of already talked about it. So I have two other quick questions if I could get. Um, one's for JT. I'm wondering if coming off the couch, what his speed is like lately, if he even would have a chance at qualifying, making the motos at Unadilla this weekend. Who, me? Hell no. Now, I know your motivation is very, very low, but you, <laughs> your speed's not there nowadays? Um, not at a track like Unadilla. I w- I'd struggled there when I was full-time. Um, no, it would, it would never happen. It would have to be at like one of my best tracks or something if I wanted any chance. Uh, and it would be like a one-lap wonder. I would, I would pump up immediately if I tried to race, so... Yeah. Uh, All right, one I more question. Uh, for, for Steve, is there a, uh, a break in the Canadian schedule this weekend? Um, no, I think it's this weekend's a race in Quebec, then there's a week off, and then it's the final round in Walton. So it's not one of those awesome weekends where we'll see Bobby Canardi and guys like Seth Rarick maybe make an appearance? Oh, you still can because Quebec's not far from New York. I think they did that same thing last year, so who knows? Maybe. As a huge Bobby K fan, I'd love to see that. And uh, You know what, you guys, Zach? I just have a quick little story here. I have a big OGO bag, uh, one of the big ones with the sled on it that I, I use for both uh, moto and travel. And funny story, I was at the track, and the guy parked next to me backed over my bag, crushing the sled and ripping the zipper right off, so it's completely toast if you're still looking to give a bag away. It's a pretty good story. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's pretty hard to make that up. So I'll give you the bag. I like it. Really? Oh, wow. I really appreciate it, Steve. Thank you very much. No problem. I tell you, I texted Canari right now about racing Dilla this weekend, and he's. Yeah. Uh, I got the little bubble on the phone. Like, he's responding right now. The little bubble yeah. is there. Bubble is still there. Great radio. You know, last, time I, I, last time I talked to Bobby, he said he hates using cell phones, so I'm pretty surprised. 
Yeah, he's not a Bobby's not a big Twitter, Instagram, social media guy. It's shocking. That's that's his wife's thing. He likes to put all that stuff on his wife. Right. He uh, he had duct tape on his chin last weekend, so it's not surprised that he doesn't like using cell phones. I did see that. Do you know what happened? Did he bash his face on the bars or something? Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, bash his face on the bars and cut his, cut himself all open and everything else. So um, Bob, Bob Nyla at his best. Yeah, exactly. So stay on hold, Zach. Uh, Tits will get your information, and I'll let you know what Bobby texts back here right away. All right, thanks for hey, thank Thanks you. a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, Zach's the winner of the uh, Fly Racing Roller Grande bag. Nice. Uh, hey, Scott, what's up? You got a question about Dean Wilson? Yeah, no, I was just at a local race. Um, heard some guy talking online that may may know or seem to have some information about him. Uh, let's see if you guys know anything about it. Apparently, he bought a new place down in Florida to go train with Alden Baker, and Alden Baker shut him out of the program. Do you guys have any info on that? I thought he was. Um, I thought he was with Alden. I don't know. What do you know, JT? Anything? Who is this, Dino? Yeah. Well, I, that's not necessarily exactly how the story went. Uh, Dino bought a house um, and wanted to train with Alden Baker. Uh, there was a kind of on a personal level, there were some uh, people in other people's entourage that didn't really necessarily approve of no, it. No, but wait. Scott's talking about right now, isn't he? Are you talking about long, in Supercross, Scott? Uh, moving forward, yeah, he's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going on to Alden's program. Scott, were you talking about early that. last year or this now, right now? Uh, well, pretty recent. Uh, that's when uh, one of his recent visits up north. Uh, some guys were talking um, about that, I guess. Yeah, he he was supposed to be, like JT said, he was supposed to be with Alden. It didn't work out for different reasons, but now he is. Now he's in, from what I understand. I thought you were talking yeah, about that, right Yeah, I was on the same, same uh, He's back in Alden, with Alden, unless something oh. weird has happened. But I think he's back in, so that's good. He got screwed. Oh, right on him. I'll be, the, I'll be the first to say it. He got screwed. He did. So, all right. Thanks, Scott. Uh, one more quick question, sure. if I can. Yeah. Or maybe just comment. Loving the show. I love. I was just listening to last week's Pulse show. I just don't get a chance to listen to him live. Um, guys are talking about Cooper Webb on the podium. I, 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 re, I like hearing that stuff. It's good. It brings some controversy into the sport. And, and I feel he's, you know, if, if you want to make a – comparison to someone like J-Law, who I didn't really have a lot of respect for mm-hmm. uh, on how he carried himself. Cooper Webb's a competitor. It's good to get fired up on the podium, and that's, as a fan, I, I like hearing that. And Yeah, if you have to apologize later or whatever, but you know, they, they get interviewed as soon as they come off the track. They're just hot, hot off the, the yeah. race and whatnot. I, I, I like that kind of stuff. I think it's good for our sport, and I, I, hope, uh, I hope he keeps speaking his mind, and I hope yeah. maybe some other guys start doing it a bit more, too, rather than they... Uh, I'm okay with it. off the sponsors. I'm okay with it. Like you said, it's emotional. We want it. We complain about these guys being robots, and, you know, whatever. It wasn't like he said he was going to murder Marvin and his family. You know what I mean? He just said he thought he was cross-jumping. He was going to put him down. Whatever. That's that's fine. JT, you're fine with that too, right? I'm fine with it. I don't think it's necessarily the most wise thing, and he probably should say it differently. Uh, but I, I can understand his anger. I'll give you that. Yeah. All right, thanks, Scott. Oh Please. yeah, well, we don't make our wisest uh, statements no, on the exactly. we, off a race either. So. That's fine. Let, it, it shows a little bit of humanity. They're human, and uh, and we're all fired up, and we're just crazy about this sport. And yeah, that's, let, that's what your fans are. Free Cooper, exactly. Thanks, Scott. Well, I'll tell you what. I think <laughs> well, Steve you. could Steve could vouch for this. If somebody crammed a microphone in my face right when I came off the track, a lot of times it would have been really ugly. Okay, yeah, I know exactly. Uh, I just talked to Canari. Uh, I was going to race Unadilla, but I crashed last week in Moto One and dislocated my jaw. Got three stitches in my chin and broke two bones in my foot, so I'll just race Canada this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I did, however, race Moto Two last week, and I was up front till a fall. I said I saw the duct tape job, and he said I didn't even know where I was. Ha ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> Canary, everybody, welcome to Bob Canary's world. Meathead, right? Exactly, right. So he dislocated his jaw and still raced, and and so uh, he said he couldn't talk to the medics because of his jaw, so he couldn't tell them what was wrong, so he just walked away. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Canari. So, uh, no Canari in Unadilla, folks, this weekend. So, fantastic. All right, JT, before we let you go here, uh, I want to ask you about Motocross the Nation's team. Uh, not officially announced yet, but I'm hearing from my sources it's an all Yamaha team Barsha, Cooper Webb on a 450, and Jeremy Martin. If it is that, and I think it is, what, uh, what do you think? Cooper on the 450, right? Yeah. Um, that would be really the only surprising aspect of this. I mean, the other two, I think, are, are pretty much locked in stone unless injury or they just were like, nah, I don't feel like going. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I was a little interested to see if it would be um, Baggett or Cooper or possibly Trey. 
Yeah. Well, the, the uh, name Roger threw out to me was Anderson. Yeah, that would that that would make sense too. I think Anderson's been a little inconsistent for my taste at a race like that. Right. Uh, starts hasn't been all that great, and, and you just have to have such a solid guy um, that I think there may be better choices. Even yeah. if, if even if he was beating Baggett by you know barely beating Baggett, I just think Baggett's been there and done that, and maybe it would be a better choice. But Baggett uh, hasn't been there and done that well at that race. No, I, I agree, yeah. but it's still he knows the the deal. Um, I, I do understand what you're saying. He hasn't done well there, but I don't really necessarily expect Baggett to do well at Lomo either. So right. Um, I, I, my real concern though, is that Trey is going to catch fire here and we're going to be in the same situation where we're having, you know, maybe two of our best guys sitting at home. And if you wanted to throw, Dun, you know, James into that equation with Dungey, Trey and Come James, on, you can't, three you, guys you can't, you can't, you can't put, you can't put James on the team. You can't even talk about oh, you want to, oh, well, it'd be, it'd be awesome and epic, but you oh, so now only, only you're allowed to say James should be on it. I was never serious. I was never serious. Oh, okay. You cannot put a guy who hasn't raced all year on. I know that. I'm just saying it right. just would suck to have the maybe three great right. guys not on the team. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not I, at all right. advocating James to be on the team at all. He's ripped, though, that. dude. He's ripped. Did you see him on his Instagram a little while <laughs> I have. Oh, my God. He's just ripped. But really with Trey, I think it's, it's right. a very likely scenario that he's running up front and getting well, on the podium every weekend yeah, by well, that point. And why are we announcing our team so early? I know from the, from the past, from the Canadian guys, you don't have to have your team in this early. Like why bother? Why not wait? If Trey, yeah, can, I would wait, you know, you, you give Trey one race, uh, in Washougal and then make a decision. No way. Give him a couple, you know, he had a week off. He'll be better. And then, uh, look, Trey Kennard. Yeah. He's a world-class rider, man. So yeah. You want you my know, opinion? Yeah. What we should do. We wait till, uh, Indiana national, uh, after the race, who the um, involved parties meet and they take they make their decision after the race when everybody's still there. Uh, there's still five weeks until the mm-hmm. you know motocross nations at that point. Yeah, lots of time uh, to plan, yeah. ship, buy flights, all that stuff. Five weeks is plenty of time, in my opinion. Uh, and you make the decision right there. You make the most informed and, and best, you know, yeah. um, educated decision right then. Yeah, we could have Wygant doing a live report with a mic in front of the tent where they're meeting. We could turn this yep. into like a little reality show. Well, yeah, I mean, it would take it would literally take half an hour. It you know, would, um, take, you know, how the the popes the out. popes have like smoke when they've decided, right? There you go. Roger could, uh, I don't know, he could uh, light a cigar or set up a firework. Wait, get some smoke going. <laughs> Roger has sent the firework up. He has sent the, uh, I need the name of a firework. I don't even know, but he has sent the, uh, the firework up and soon he will be coming out and announcing the team. I like it. Yeah. All right, right, JT. Thank you for uh, coming on fire race and moto 60 show. Appreciate it. Good times. Indeed. Uh, we, you're not going to Unadilla. Are you going to Utah? Uh, no, I will be at Indiana. Oh, you'll be at Indiana. Okay. All right. So we'll see you at Indiana. Thanks buddy. Yep. See ya. Uh, see ya. That's Jason Thomas, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Hey, Fly Racing makes much more than uh, gear, helmets, and casual wear people. Produce a full range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. Lots of hard parts for these guys. Visit flyracing.com to, to, to view their full range. And 2016 stuff out now, like I said. NFAB, N-FAB.com. Great guys. Uh, Thomas down there, big part of the, of the sport, supporting the JGR team and supporting the uh, Randy Hawkins off road team n-fab.com jeep truck or suv parts all right let's get some 250 talk uh 250 motocross talk here with uh racer x online uh, editor and probably my boss everyone's my boss chase stalo what's up chase hey what's going on man you're my boss right i think you're my boss are you yeah okay yeah we'll, we'll go with that yeah I'm all right with it uh yeah that's all right we'll take it whatever hey um 250 talk unit coming up this weekend um, let's talk a little bit about, is there any reason, is there anyone? Now, look, if Porcel had stayed in 250 class, I would say him, but he's in 450s. Is there anyone that could get into the Cooper, Jeremy, Marvin train? Um, I know Osborne, maybe. I mean, I know it doesn't look like it right now because these guys have been just hammering it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Osborne was good. Has been good all year. Um, Savaji's kind of been there, um, you know, especially with Martin starts. Um, you know, they they haven't been the greatest. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Is it likely? I, I don't think so. But yeah, I definitely think it could happen. There's a lot of talent in that class for, 
you know, it to just mm-hmm. be a three man runaway. So can't, yeah, I think so. Can't you see Cooper winning again this weekend and and for that matter, running the table? These other guys got a championship <laughs> going on, they got things happening. Maybe they just can't quite go balls out. I don't know. But I just feel like man, Webb has been strong and I could just see him uh, you know, dropping the hammer here. Yeah, and I think with Webb, I I don't think he sweeps, but you know, the last three. But with Webb I think he's he's wanting to prove a point of, hey, I would have been in this championship if not for an injury. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think that yeah. he wants to and maybe it's just for confidence next year or to prove that he can win, you know, because he's still young. Um, so I think it's important that he gets starts getting this confidence and and knowing he can win. So I think that's his goal right now. And mm-hmm. Damn, he's doing a damn good job of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, right? Um, no doubt about it. Hey, um, who do you like for this thing, Jeremy or Marvin? Like, what are you thinking? What, what, is there anything changed after? Uh, is there anything changed for you after Washougal? No, because I, you know, I think we had talked. Um, I thought Redbud and Millville would mm-hmm. belong to Jeremy, and yep. I thought Washugal, and he, actually, I think maybe even Unadilla will belong to Marvin. So he probably, I think, he picked up more points than I thought he was at Washugal, and I think uh, you know the rain, the conditions had a lot of factor to that. Um, but no, I think this is kind of how I expected it to play out, and then the last two will kind of be the. You know, deciding factor, yeah. and I don't think we know with Indiana. I mean, we've only been there once, and it was a you know downpour. So, yeah. um, you know, I think it's going to be a five to six point gap. You know, or four to six points going into the finale. I uh-huh. think it's going to be that close. Seven zero two five eight six pulp seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Got a few lines open. Fly race and Moto sixty show. We have given away the Fly uh, Grande gear bag. But if you got something on your mind about this uh, weekend's race at Unadilla, please uh, give us a call in. Chase Stallo from RaceRex Online on the line. Chaser, you went to Loretta Lynn's last week, right? I did. Uh, I was now, there for four days. Yeah. Uh, God, you, lucky you only got there for four. You got out. Nah, nah, right. <laughs> lucky me. <laughs> um, was it as hot as balls as usual? It, well, I got down there Wednesday, and it was suffocating, man. I mean, I got out of the car and my <laughs> sunglasses were fogging up within seconds. And I was like, God, I forgot about how hot it is. And right. then, uh, you know, Friday and Saturday, I mean, they were hot, but it wasn't as crazy as you yeah. know, the beginning of the week. So right. it kind of cooled off a little bit, which cooling off is still 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, take that for what you want. But yeah, yeah it was it's still hot, man. But man, is it, uh, it's just such a fun event. I don't, I don't know if you've ever been or not, but it's, uh, I think it's a bucket list type event, you mm-hmm. know, for anybody that's super into moto, just to go down there and camp, and you know, it, it, it's just a really cool. Right. Um, there's a lot more than racing involved, you know what I mean? It's just you know a lot of history, and um, you know, you're you're basically without internet and phone, so all you have to do is hang out. So it's fun, you know. You kind of get away from everything for a little while. I uh, I went one time, 1998. That was it. I worked Honda. I worked for FMF Honda that year, but my rider was hurt, so they sent me there to do Honda support. But nobody rode nah. Hondas because they didn't pay. I guess there was no contingency back then. So, uh-huh. like, I was pretty much bored. I was helping out anybody that needed help with a Honda jetting or whatever. And I remember one guy rolled up and said, "I hear a noise in my bottom end," and I'm like, "Well, we'll split the cases," because I was just so bored. <laughs> We'll split the oh, cases. It all apart. No, I gave the guy a new crank. I, I gave a guy everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do everything because I got all these parts. So, um, uh, hey, so Ben Bloss is the Horizon Award winner from Loretta's, given annually to the kid with the brightest future, I guess. Um, but he crashed and he mm-hmm. won't will not be racing Unadilla. So, without him, is there anybody else that we should talk about that we should look at? Uh, I think there's zero. Um, this is the strangest year. Um, you know, we had what five? Was it five guys with some factory-supported deals coming out last year? And uh, you know, this year is zero, um, and it's a very weird like time period. You know, okay. I mean, you got Fortner, who's B class, um, who's going pro at Hangtown next year, or that's the plan, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Chase Sexton, who's also a B class, who <clears throat> is apparently getting you know offers from Geico and. Just about everybody under the sun. Um, I'm surprised he wasn't locked up. Got, he wasn't locked up by anybody. No, he was running for hot or Yamaha. Okay, and then I guess it's you know the Loretta's week when everybody was kind of you know pitching stuff, and then you have you know the super many kids like Garrett Mar- or Garrett Marchbanks, um, Pierce Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 
it's kind of a weird time for A-class riders. You know, there's not – most of the kids are in this kind of – they're getting snatched up earlier and earlier with very long-term deals, mm-hmm. um, you know, four- to five-year deals, um, which is kind of becoming a trend, um, it seems yeah. like. So uh, it's it's not a, it's, it's a little weird that you're not – and I think mm-hmm. Ryan Holiday at Team Green put it good. He was like, you know, a couple years ago, we had Wilson and Blake Baggett battling in the A class, and neither had pro deals. Yeah, you know. All and right. this year, or you know, you look at AC or Chris Aldridge or um, Fortner, they're all leaving Loretta's. You know, their last year, they're entering their last year with deals already in place. Yeah. You know? So it's it's a you know, it's, it's, it's it's a new trend, and I don't think it's a good trend. By the way. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the sense I got from most people even saying it, that they didn't even really like it, but there's going to be somebody that does it, you know, so it's... Yeah, no, it... Geico, your hand's kind of forced to do it. Geico started it. Guys. Yeah, Geico started it, you know, three, four-year deals with a couple of guys, and everybody's like, okay, well, they're doing it, so I'll get this guy for for a year or two, and then Geico gets a three-year deal, so another, another person says, okay, I'll get this guy a three-year deal, and... I'm not blaming Geico. They're, they did a good job. And you look at uh, Kennard, Barsha, Bogle, Tomac. They produced titles after yeah. title. It's been a good strategy Wharton. for them. Wharton. Yeah. But um, it's not a good thing. And that's another podcast for another time. But, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it's just a different landscape now, that's for sure. Yeah. What Bloss, Look, Bloss is going to probably come back um, the week after, you know, for um, Utah. What do you think uh, of him? What do you think of his uh, his ride down there at the ranch? And where do you put he him? Is, he's a big dude, an, by the way. He is enormous. <laughs> he powers me. <laughs> I mean, I, I went to introduce myself to and, and grabbed an interview with him, and I was like, good God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's about 6'5". Yeah. Um, you know, I think, he'll, I think he'll be okay. I mean, he's definitely suited for a 450. Um, you know, I don't think he'll have their performances we've seen from right. – kids before um i think a good man it's just tough going straight into the 450 class with these guys spotted mm-hmm. these veterans spotted 11 races you know yeah, or 10 yeah. races um you know if he's top 15 top 20 i think he'll be happy right. um you know again i don't he's not the most uh highly publicized kids ever turn pro but yeah. then you kind of do a little research and like well, he's actually done pretty well. He podiumed it, you know, in the amateur all stars class last year. Yeah. In Monster Cup, had, you know, uh second in Loretta's right. last year, won the Horizon Award, so um but yeah, you know, it's somebody kind of uh, tough to gauge. Somebody in the chat room where, reminded us that uh, Cody Chisholm turning pro. So there's a guy. Oh um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. And then yeah. also too, I just there's got a t- I got a text from somebody that would know that's listened to the show that said Geico that said Sexton signed with Geico. Uh, this person saw him loading new Hondas into his R V at Loretta's. So okay, so Sexton oh. looks like a guy go guy. Sexton is yeah. Uh, I mean, that was the word. Just nothing officially has come out. So right, let's go to Derek. Derek, what's up, man? How are you? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Thanks for calling the show. What's your question? I uh, just wondering if uh, do you guys know if uh, Stewart will be there this weekend signing any autographs at Unadilla or? No, he hasn't. Has he been at any nationals? He was at a lot of supercrosses. Has he been at any nationals, Chase? That you know of? Um. No, not off the top of my head, but no. I haven't been to all of them. Either. No, I don't uh, think he's no, been. I, I wouldn't look for him, Derek, uh, this weekend. I haven't seen him at any nationals. His suspension does end, though, after this race. No, I yeah, knew that, yeah. Yeah. Which was really good, so. He, but there's, uh, how about, uh, how about like, uh, Villapoto? Any PR stuff he's doing in the States, or is he any national, or? I haven't heard anything. Someone who would know told me they would not be surprised to see RV race the Monster Cup. For Cowie. And I'm like, what? He retired. Yeah, and they said, well, he's getting a little bored, and he may do a one-off Monster Cup thing. I'm not not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying the person who told me would know. So that's all I'm putting it. That's all I'm saying. So, that's interesting. But he won't, no, I haven't heard anything pressing for RV at all, so I'm not sure what's going on there. All right, well, cool. Thanks, thanks guys for thanks, the Thanks, Derek. All right, appreciate it. should be interesting to see if he did do that. Interesting to see it. Well, but, and, and you know RV better than I do, but, I mean, could you see a, a Christian Craig-type deal come in where he takes no, a year off? he's got too much money. Kind he doesn't of, need to do it. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah, you know? but when you're 26, you get bored, man. Yeah. You know? No, I know. I mean, I take a week off, and I'm like, okay, I got to go do something. Oh, yeah. I got to get back to work. Well, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't see it. And also, too, getting back to Derek's question about James, 
uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, the very top of the show, Unadilla, although historic, is one of the shittier places to travel to, no matter unless you're driving there. Uh, so James yeah. is probably not going to go to Unadilla. It's not an easy way to get there. He didn't like it when he raced, just like Carmichael. Mm-hmm. He's not going to that one to sign autographs. I don't think he's been in any nationals um, this year. Yeah, not, not off the top of my head. I mean, I think we won't see him till straight rhythm. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, people are saying, hey, is he going to race the last two? And while that no. would be awesome and would be cool, there's zero chance of that. So it's Not happening. Uh, is straight rhythm before Monster Cup? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So uh, okay. So straight rhythm, and then we'll see him at Monster Cup, and then 2016 uh, Supercross, which, by the way, will be way more interesting with James Stewart in it rather than out. As of always. It. As always, right? Fly race and Moto 60 show. We got a few minutes left here uh, with Chase Stallo, uh, presented by Infab, by the way. Um, let's get your take on the Millsaps thing. Um, what would you what'd you make of that? I was shocked. I mean, I did not. You were literally shocked to the point where you put literally, it on like, Racer X. You said shocking. <laughs> yes, I mean it was like, what the, where the fuck did this come from? Right. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it's a good move for them if they can get a top five or six guy. Uh-huh. You know, and then people keep bashing like, oh, Millsap, but guess what? He's a top five or six guy that can win races. There's not many people out there like right. that. So who else are they going to sign? You yeah. know. And as much as I love Short and Brayton, I don't think, you know, I think kind of, especially with Short, I think his days of winning are probably behind him. Um, you know, so who else are they going to get? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a Justin Bogle, but we haven't seen him on a 450 yet. So, right. you know, everybody else is locked up that can win races. So, hey, why not swing for the fences? It's, you know, it's a six-month deal, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, Supercross only. It. Yeah, Supercross only. Um, yeah, so, you know, you know. As much as, you know, I can see people who are like, oh, why is he getting another chance? It's the same reason Josh Grant gets a chance every year. Yeah. He can win races. Yeah. There's one you know, thing for so. sure, too. Davey's not getting paid a ton of money with this ride, if anything at all. So he's right. going to be motivated. He's going to be motivated yeah. to try to get back on that gravy train. When you add the motivation in with a guy with his talent level, things can happen. Things can happen. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it from him. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so what's... What's the, I guess, what's the drawback? It's not like they're going to get hammered in the, you know, the mm-hmm. media or whatever for it. I mean, to an extent, but so what's the drawback for them? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like yeah. they just invested a million dollars in the guy. Right. Uh, so. Christophe Porcel this weekend, we touched on it with JT. Where do you see him finishing? Um, can he beat Barsha and Dungy? I mean, he's fast at Unidale. Yeah, we know I that. I think he can win here. You do? I've talked to, yeah, I've talked to a couple people about it and they're like, if he's motivated to win, you know, because he's going to have to push that edge a little bit, he can win here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I admit, he's so good here, man. It's it's almost scary how good he is here. And if you've never seen him in person there, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's something to behold just watching him just, you know, carve that track up. Um, I don't know if he's going to be willing to kind of push that edge he may need to reach because mm-hmm. Barca's just going so fast right now. Yeah. Um, but if he gets a start, yeah, I think he can win. I don't, you know, I don't right. see him coming from third or well, fifth yeah. to win. Yeah, he's got to get out in but front of Barsha and Dungey right away. Yeah, I, I think he podiums for sure. Mm-hmm. Give me um, a Sean Simpson prediction coming over, winning Lomo last tenth. weekend. Tenth. Give me Moto scores. Schedule. Give me Moto yeah, scores. Yeah, tenth overall. No, I need Moto, oh, moto scores. I need Moto um, scores. Nine ten for tenth. <laughs> okay. I think it's going to be tough. I mean, it's, you know, he's not used to the schedule. I mean, those GP guys get, God, it seems like five days on a track. Right. Um, you know, these are quick turnarounds. I guess it, I don't know how hot it's going to be. I don't know if that'll be a factor no, for him. No, it's supposed to be um, nice. It's supposed to be. Uh, okay, so that'll, that'll help him out. Being my job as a goggle um, guy, it's 81 and sunny. So. Oh, okay. So that, I think it'll be good, though. I mean, I know he's riding press day today. Um, so I think he'll, I mean, I don't think he'll be top five by mm-hmm. any means, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, ten, top ten is a great finish for him, especially in the you know time he's had to right. kind of come over and do it. Um, I think I'm looking forward to, to Wilson's return more than anything, though. Yeah. Like that's going to be yeah, good kind of curious to see where he fits in. It's going to be really good to see Dino back, without a doubt. You know, it's yeah, going to be – uh, I, I like going, Dean. Man. I'm biased. I like Dean. 
I think he's a good yeah, dude. Yeah, I think everybody likes Dan. Uh, like I want to see good things happen to good people. And um, JT had him somewhere around Andrew Short's comeback, you know, 12, 13, 14. And, uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you got to remember, man, he's been out since January. Oh, yeah. You it's know? been a long time. So, I mean, if anything, I think it's just like, all right, let's get, get out here, see what see what I can even do. Right, you know, and then right. maybe Utah, Indiana kind of, yeah. you know, say, okay, now I want to see what it takes to get top. You know, and this is a good base for him to go into the offseason and at least know where he needs to be, you know. Yeah, a few um, races under his belt to know that his knee's good and he's strong and whatever mm-hmm. else, yeah. A little confidence or whatever, like, yeah. oh, man, if I would have had my fitness, I could have definitely ran top, you know, eight or right. six or whatever it may be. So, okay. you know, with him, it's just unfortunately – health is what it you know typically comes down to so well chaser uh what it comes down to for you is that we're out of time so uh thank you for awesome. coming on man i appreciate you uh your expertise and your insight you going to dilla this weekend no okay. uh All weekend right. off and i'll be at indiana you'll be so. at indiana awesome uh okay well thanks chase appreciate it man we'll talk soon yeah All right. anytime man thanks. all right chase style everybody from racer x online it's legendary you did a phenomenal job with the show today I think you were you were really on your game today. I really was trying. Yeah. No, I think you were trying extra hard. More this week than any other week. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, thanks to Jason Thomas. Thanks to Fly Racing. Thanks to NFAB. Thanks to you guys for calling in. There were some calls we didn't get to, but we didn't like the question, so I apologize. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to talk more moto. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. See you next week. I was born in-